0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. This morning, we're going to look at a question that is asked of someone. And when someone asks a question, your response matters. So how you respond to that question today matters to you, to God. And the question that is going to be asked is, What do you have in the house? What do you have on you? What do you have that is close to you? So many times when we're asked things, we want to know, well, it's out here. It's out there. No, it's in the house. It's close to you. This story is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, and we're going to read it, and then we're going to pull some points out of it that can apply to us today. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, "'My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves.' And Elisha said, "'Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors, and then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil that from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. And so she did as she was told, and her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. And soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing." And when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, "Now sell the olive oil and pay off your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left over." A question: What do you have? And her response and her response to the answer and directions that are given matters a lot, Because when God asks you a question, he's not asking for information. You understand? It's not. It's not like God asks you something, and He's he's saying to you, "Look, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. So, could you tell me what is the answer?" No, He already knows. He's just wanting to be sure you know. And so, let's look at this story and what we can learn from it. First of all, confidence is important. Confidence is important. That means that you're fully persuaded that you're very sure, that you're positive, there's no doubt. There is trust. She goes to the person that she trusts. In essence, she goes to God. Because you see, in this day and time, the prophets represented God on earth, and they were God's voice. God used them to speak to the people. She was connected to them. Her husband served them. She said, "You know that who he was and what he is, and I am sure that you have an answer for me." And so, sometimes, when we are facing circumstances and situations, it matters who you put your confidence in. If you put your confidence in doctors, you're going to be disappointed. If you put your confidence in a bank, you're gonna be disappointed. If you put your confidence in a political system, you're really gonna be disappointed. And you see, you and I come to that place that we say, I put my confidence and my trust in God. Now, that's where she went to. Now, sometimes we don't go to God because we feel like we don't have a right to. Well, I haven't held up my end of the deal. I haven't been living like I should. I've done some things I regret. I'm feeling here. Why should I go to God and expect him to do anything for me when I've done this against him? And you see, the enemy will take that and use that. But in the midst of life, you're going to need an anchor you're going to need someone you can hold on to. Who do you trust? This lady put her confidence in God. And if it weren't for God, she would be in a fix. God, here I am. I'm coming to you through the prophet. I put my trust in you. And that's where my confidence lies. That's the beginning of our story. We see this lady's trust, her confidence in God. Secondly, Crisis are real. Crisis are real. I am in the midst, she says, of a real crisis. I've got no income. I've got nothing left. The creditor is showing up saying he wants rent money. I've got nothing. And he's threatening to take my boys away and work off the debt, which was common in those days. I'm glad we still don't do that today, but back then, that's the way it worked. So she was in a crisis. Now, the order in which I've just given them to you matters a lot because you better have your confidence already established before the crisis comes. Crisis are coming. We all have had crisis in our life. Some of you are in a crisis now. Some of you are just coming out of one. Some of you don't know it yet, but a crisis is on the horizon. That's part of life, isn't it? And if you wait to your crisis to try and get your confidence built, you're going to waver in what you're doing. So you establish upfront God, you're the anchor of my life. You're the one that I will turn to no matter what happens to me. God, you're the one that I trust. God, I will put my hope and everything in you. All of my eggs are in one basket, you. And no matter what comes my way, I will still put my trust in you. So when the crisis shows up, you already know that you have some stability because God is your rock. God is your anchor. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you can't figure out what is going on, when everything around you seems to be a mess, when the news that you're getting is nothing but bad, when you have to say, I'm hurting now and I don't understand what's going on and I don't understand why this is happening and I don't know what to do and I don't think I can take anymore and I think I'm at the end of my rope, and I think I'm just in a mess right now, God, in the midst of all of that, there is one thing I am certain of. You are faithful. I will trust you. And I am coming to you because I'm in a crisis. And I know that you will help me. And I need help right now. That's called faith. That's who we are. And so what we see here is a story about a woman in a crisis. And yet we see that where she is, she is putting everything in God's hands. That's a great lesson to learn, isn't it? When the crisis come, who do you trust? And crisis reveal Where your confidence lies. She trusts in God. Then she has to consider what she has. She comes to this prophet, and what does he ask her? What do you have? What do you've got to give to this? Okay, you're in this marrow, what's your status? And what does she say? Nothing. I ain't got nothing. I've used it all up. I'm gone. I'm down to my last thread. I can't take any more. I've had enough. I can't do any more of this. I can't go on any longer. I've, I've got nothing left in the midst of all of this. And then there's an afterthought. She says, well, you know, I've got a little flask of oil, but I mean, come on. I got the oil. I got no bread to dip in it. I got no flour to mix with it. I've got nothing that I can use it for. I could drink it, I guess, but I don't know what to do. And I've got so little that what I have is not an option for me. Now, I want to make sure you understand, understand something this morning, and I'll repeat it. What you have is enough. Now, you and I think what I've got isn't. God, in this relationship, I can't take any more. I'm down to the last. I've got nothing left to give. Except. God, I'm going through this circumstance right now. And I've got no answers. I've got nothing. Except. You see, when you've got nothing left except, that's when God is able to do what you can't. And she comes to the prophet and says, I got nothing. Because God doesn't care about what you don't have, He just wants what you have. He'll never ask you for what you don't have, He will ask you for what you want to keep illustration. God says, I want you to tithe. Well, I only made $100 this week, and so $10. But God, $100, I needed to pay my bills. I needed to do this. And God, anyway, it's not enough. I can't give as much as so-and-so. I don't have as much to give as they do. And God, my little pittance, it doesn't matter, and says, will you give me what you have? And God won't ask you for what you don't have but he will ask you for what little bit you have left. That's hard for us, isn't it? But here's the answer. Whatever you need today, you have what you need. You have what you need. And what you have is enough to meet your needs because you have God. So in life, there's the crisis. But there has to be a confidence to come to that place where you and I are willing, God, you can have whatever I've got. I don't have much. And God said, I don't need much. I mean, you know, there's a little boy with a couple of fish and some bread. I I can feed thousands with that. And there's this guy by the name of Moses that I wanted to use him to set my people free. And he says to me, I've got nothing. And God says, well, what do you got in your hand? And he goes, a stick. Throw it down. Let me show you what that stick can do. Yeah. And then there's a little boy with this, you know, going against a giant. And what do you got? I got, I got a slingshot. Oh, yeah, great. I got a few rocks. Because you see, God doesn't need much. But what you have, you have to give to him. And if you will give to him, he is more than enough. When your confidence is in him. So you come to that place where you consider what you have. And then you connect with others. Now, the prophet tells her to do something that is really kind of unusual. It's really strange. He says, okay, here's what I want you to do then. You just got that little bit of oil. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and borrow jars from your neighbors and friends. Oh God, I don't want to put anybody out. Oh, I don't want anybody to know. Hey, I don't want anybody to know my business. Everybody already knows your business. You're on Facebook. They already know. And can you imagine what it would be like The goes next door and knocks on the door and the neighbor looks out the peep Oh, it's that lady again next door. Wow. She wants some more food this time or she's asking for money. I don't know what I can give to her. He opens the door and says, What do you want? She goes, You got any empty jars sitting around? Huh? Jars? You want jars? Yeah, I I just need to borrow jars. Must be empty jars as you got. See, for some of you, you would only have if you gotta go to your friends and neighbors, you're maybe down to a jar or two because you don't have any friends or any neighbors. You've just wrote everybody off. Oh, I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want anybody to know. Oh, oh, it's just, I'll take care of it. It's just me and God. Oh, aren't you sweet? I, I can handle this. But Elijah makes her swallow her pride and says, I want you to go and borrow all the jars you can have. Because... I want others to know what God's about to do. I don't want this to be something that nobody knows about. And when life falls apart, do you have some people connected to your life where you don't have to go through what you're going through alone? Oh, God's the one you put your trust in. But we all still need the human touch, don't we? We all still need someone of flesh to show up. And we need some people who will help us. And what if she had no friends? What if she had nobody to borrow from? What if she didn't want to bother anybody? What if she was afraid of what people would think? Go and collect empty jars. So she shows up. In the midst of her crisis, in the midst of jars, I thought maybe the prophet would give me some money. I need money. I need somebody to pay my rent. I need this. Some of you think you know what you need, but really what you need is God. And God will provide what you need and it probably won't be what you think it is but it will be what you need. And so she asked, I, I don't understand this. I don't. God will ask you to do some things that don't make sense because God's ways are not our ways. God deals in another realm. And so he says, look, go borrow as many jars as you can. Take them, put them in your house. And then he says, I want you to close the door. I want you to close the door. In other words, I want you to do what God says because you trust him and it's not an act of show, but it's you and God doing what is right. And you will need to act on your faith no matter what anybody else says or done. So there's this dichotomy, if you will, of I need people to be around me, I need help, I need support, but I also need those moments when it's just me and God. And we submit this idea that God is enough and God will take care of me. And when no one's looking, that's when the true you shows up, isn't it? Because we all know, don't we, when we're alone, our mind starts playing games with us, doesn't it? all these thoughts start flooding through. Yeah. Oh, this will never, oh, I don't know about this. Oh, the, what if this, what about this? What about, how's this gonna happen? I don't know. And so he says, I want you to shut the door because when you're alone, it really shows what you believe. So close the door and then there has to be complete obedience. Obedience. Complete obedience. You see, God's going to say, okay, here's what I want you to do. But God, that doesn't address my need. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and collect jars. God, I don't need jars. I need to pay the rent. I need some help. Get as many jars as you can and go to your neighbors and friends to get them. For many of us, the prophet would lose us at that point, wouldn't he? Well, that kind of sounds weird. Shut the door. Close the door. So here she is, her, her two boys, a flask of oil and jars everywhere. Well, I guess we'll see. Right? God says, look, I'm going to ask you to do some things maybe you don't think are connected with what you would need. But believe me, God never asks you to do anything that isn't connected to what he wants to do and needs to do in your life. And so she takes that little jar, walks over to another jar, and says, Well, okay, here goes. And suddenly that jar's full. And she moves to the next one, to the next one, fills up all the jars in the house, and says to her son, Hey, bring me another jar. And he, they go, Well, Mom, we're out. We're out. And then the oil stops flowing. Notice it wasn't, well, that little flask is gonna stay in your cupboard and you can use it whenever you want it. That's how we want it to work, isn't it? But you see, God says, for this moment, this time, this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. And she completely obeyed God. Outside of her comfort zone. Outside of her understanding, and many times our biggest problem is we're trying to understand what God is doing and what God wants to do, and we never will fully understand. That's why faith is involved. God, I'll do what you ask me to do. I'll do it no matter whether I understand it. God, I know I'm a little outside of my comfort zone here. God, I don't really see what this has to do with that. God, I really don't understand this. God, I don't want to look bad. God… You know all the excuses, don't you? Yep. We've all used them, haven't we? Yep. And yet this is what she does. She says, I'm gonna take a risk here and I'm gonna start pouring. Because faith is always risky, isn't it? We like to play it safe. We like to be comfortable. But God says, I want you to do this, and well, that's a risk. And so what do we do? Well, I'll shut myself in the house. That way I'll be safe. Do you know you're likely to die more from an accident in your house than in a car accident? That was free. I just threw it in for no reason. There's just no place for you to go to be completely safe. But she obeys God. She goes out. She knocks. And faith always leads to action. It's one thing to say, I believe in God and my confidence in God. It's another thing to act like it. And so she has to put her faith into action. And they do what they're told to do. And suddenly all the jars are full. What a great story. Crisis. But yet here's this lady confident. Here's what, prophet, here's what I know. I'm here for you. Go get some jars. Take and pour the oil into the jars. Well, did you hear me? Do you understand what I need? I don't need more oil, I need money. But she obeys then you celebrate the results. What does she do? She goes back to the prophet, doesn't she? Hey, do you know what God did? I got all these jars and they're all full. And the prophet says, well, put them in an investment account. No, 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 no. Go and sell them. And the money you get, pay your debts. And you and your boys live on what's left over. Celebrate. Celebrate. Thank the people who gave you the pots. Remember, they were borrowed. She now gets to return them. And you think when she returns them, she just says, here's an empty pot for you. Do you think she maybe added a few lines to it? Yeah. Enjoy the results. Last point, create a heritage. Two people in this story who seldom get mentioned are her two boys. You think maybe years later the boys are around the table with their family having a meal and one of the kids say pass the olive oil. He picks up the flask. He says did I ever tell you about the time? What God did. You see God wants to be glorified. And God builds a future. So, again, let me go back to what I said I would keep repeating. God's asking you a question today in the midst of your crisis What do you got? And many times, what do we say? Nothing. I'm out. My energy's done. My hope is gone. I put up with this long enough. I don't have anything left to give. I don't have anything to go on. Except. Except. And God will take what you have left to meet the need of your life. And whatever you are going through today, With God, you have enough in your house. You have enough to get through. You have enough to have victory. You have enough to come out of the other side of this triumphant. You have enough. But the response is critical, isn't it? When God asks you, look, what do you got? And you say, well, here it is. And God says, look, here's what I want you to do. And you just sense some things that God's telling you to do your response to that word to that way tells everything about your life and your future good news today you've got enough whatever you're going through right now you can make it if your confidence is in God God And if you're willing to listen to him and what he has to say, he will take care of you. Guaranteed. Well, but I don't understand what he's doing. (laughs) I gave up on that a long time ago. But he knows what he's doing. I may not understand it, but he knows. So the question today is this, maybe you're here today and you're going through a crisis in life and you need to begin with turning your life over to God because you've been trying to do life on your own and you're going your own way, doing your own thing, thinking you know what's best and suddenly you're at a point where I can't deal with this anymore. You can't, but God can help you and you can turn your life over to Him and He will help you with what you need or maybe you're here today and you're a Christian but this confidence thing has kind of been shaky with you well I know he's God and I know he can but I'm not sure maybe you need to deal with that God I can trust you no matter what happens whether I understand it or not my faith is in you and you alone. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling with the obedience thing. That God has kind of prompted you and asked you to do something that, well, I don't know that I want to do that. And maybe you need to go there. But here's what I know for certain. Whatever you need today, You have all you need when you have God. Plain and simple. We complicate it though, don't we? So would you take a moment just right where you are, just between you and God and say, God, here I am. This is me. Maybe the crisis that you're going through just admit it to him and just say, God, here I am. I I come to you. And ask you to help me. Could we just take a moment and do that right now? Just God, here I am. We thank you today for the confidence we can place into you in this world that we live in so full of uncertainty so full of things that we do not control and do not have answers for but Lord we put our faith and trust in you and we are positive that no matter what happens we can turn to you and trust you and you will help us so Lord today we come to you you see the needs that we got. You see what's going on in our lives. You see our helplessness. You see our hopelessness sometimes. You see all that we're struggling with and wrestling with, and we don't have answers for it. And sometimes we think we don't have strength for it. And God, we have a tendency to say, I've got nothing. But God, you will take what little we have. As insignificant as it might be, and you will take care of us. And if we will give what we have to you, you will provide. So thank you, Lord, today for the confidence we can have in you that no matter what we're facing, you are more than enough. Thank you for that assurance today, I pray, 9 thy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday morning. Faith Assembly Sunday morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.